And we're off. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of As It Is. I'm your host, Adam, and of course, I'm here with Dom. We got a special one for you today. We're going to be doing the sit-down series where we're sitting down with each other and interviewing each other. So Dom is going to be interviewing me for this episode, and next episode, I'm going to be interviewing Dom. So uh, enjoy this one, guys. So Dom, Oh, yeah, y'all. I'm about to nitpick Adam. Yeah, ask, <laughs> ask me anything, man. First, bro, let me just get right into it with this, man. I, I want to know, bro, because we've talked about this briefly on and off the air. I'm always yeah. curious to know about people's life stories and experiences because I like to put them up against mine, see what I can learn from other people, you know, all that good shit. Let me just yeah. start it off by asking this, bro. How, how, was, how was living in New Orleans, bro? I, I'm curious to know. I've never been myself. I've always read, heard, seen crazy, wild, good things about it. So my opinions are kind of up in the air in a good spot. Tell me, tell me a little bit about how that shit was, bro. Your everyday, your day-to-day doings, how you feel about maybe even going back there, residency there, all that good shit, bro. I want to hear it. Yeah. So New Orleans like came in phases. Like the first phase, I was in college. I was like a freshman, sophomore. I'm going to say this lasted probably till I went to the Netherlands. So I went to the Netherlands in 11th, in, in the third year of college. So, okay. I was, so there was about three, two and a half years where I was living in New Orleans. I was living in dorms uh, uptown, which is like where the universities are. It's a bunch of like nice houses, like very like, you know, clean, like pretty area. Um, and that was, uh, that was kind of the first phase. And, you know, you're a kid, I was like 18 to 20, you know, thought I was cool because I was living in a different city, but really I was just on campus doing on campus shit. I was going to the college bar. I was hanging out in other people's dorms, you know, we were hitting bongs, you know, it was nothing big. It was nothing like really to write home about. It was kind of like any college experience that everyone had, except the thing about, New Orleans and Uptown is that there are two universities that are right next to each other. So there's Tulane, oh, okay. and then Loyola. there's Tulane University, and then there's Loyola University. And I went to Loyola University. So these two colleges basically share a campus. And then there's a street that runs perpendicular to these colleges called Broadway. And on Broadway was where all the frat houses and sorority houses were. And on top of that, there were the two main college bars on that street. So that street would be flooded with kids running up and down, going from house to house, going to different parties, going to different little frat sponsored like blowouts. There'd be like five, six hundred kids packed into a house, like totally beside, totally not up to fire code. Like, you know, the police basically um, would protect the, the kids because at that time, you know, gentrification was definitely happening and it was in full swing, but there were still little pockets of what New Orleans used to be, you know, kind of roaming around the city. So it was not unheard of for like you be, you to be walking down Broadway and it just gets stole. Like somebody to just fucking knock you out and take like all your shit out of your pockets or like, Damn. yeah, or or there was a lot of break-ins. There was a frat that was um, selling, trying to like sell Coke. So they got a little Coke plug and the Coke plug basically, um, you know, uh, two-time them. Like it was like, oh yeah, like I'm coming with the bag. Like, you know, like come let us in. And they had the little cameras. This is before ring cameras. They had a little camera outside their big ass frat house. 
And my friend who like had a friend who was in the frat said they looked through the camera and they saw dudes with surgical masks and AKs just knocking on the door like, yo, we're coming in right now. And they just they Damn. just landed in the house, literally lined everybody up and was like, everybody stay in the foyer. We're about to run everything in here. They took the TV off the wall. They took everything out of people's rooms. They just cleaned the house out and just fucking left them there. So that was my freshman hey. That was my freshman. To what, what an experience, dog. <laughs> that was my freshman to, to, to like sought to end of sophomore year was just a lot of partying, but mainly on campus, mainly within the college bubble. But that bubble could get pierced at any moment by the elements of like the real New Orleans, which is a very dangerous, very fucked up city in a lot of ways. So. I'm going to fast forward through the Netherlands because that's another story for another time. Um, I come back to to New Orleans my senior year. And for my senior year, and I was living in New Orleans for about two years after my senior year. Um, yeah. It was the whole city was just like a playground. I mean, you had like you could wake up. There was a place to go to brunch, get faded. There was a place to go like swim. That was like a pool party type place. You get faded there during the day when it was hot. Then you go home, take a nap. Then you go to a little like club downtown or like a little like spot where there's live music playing. You'd watch some live music and then you'd go down to the French quarter at night. You could spend the whole night just going from club to bar to club to bar in the French quarter without running out of things to do at all. Um, that's one thing that characterized new Orleans for me was that there was never not something to do. There was never a day where we were just like, damn, we're, I don't think I said I'm bored for four years. I'll put it that way. So yeah, that's fucking dope, bro. And it's like, for people outside, you know, now that we're both, I mean, I've been one. Now that you're a Michigander, I know we talked about on the last show, mm-hmm. things to do and all that out here. That's actually like, especially at the time of your age, where you, when you were there, that's like literally perfect, bro. Because yeah. I couldn't tell you how many times of me living in Michigan, bro, just always looking for something. And uh, I don't know, bro, like, I I already told you last time. I felt like there was always so much to do, but at the same time, not a lot to do. So just even off your first story, you're just telling me about New Orleans or whatnot, how crazy and broad of a spectrum there was of things to do, whether it be good or bad. And I don't know, bro, that just, that sounds like a fucking blast. It makes me want to get up and go get out of Michigan myself. Not even necessarily to go live somewhere, just to go see, man. Not necessarily the danger part you mentioned, obviously. I'd rather <laughs> you're clear yeah. of that, but just as many different things there was to do because i felt like for myself even at my young ages you know i used to go do the normal shit everybody did at the age from i would say 18 to like 23 24 we party a lot go do things but never on that scale of what it sounds like new orleans had to offer so i'm gonna have to put that on my list of places to go check out honestly i always say everybody should go one time and one time only You don't want to become one of those people that goes to New Orleans every fucking year because you can tell who those people are when you live in the city. Like there's a certain kind of person who just is like overdosed on New Orleans. Like they go to every jazz bar. They're drunk the whole time. They're they're blowing a bunch of money. They're pretending like it's Vegas. Like you don't want to be that guy, but you definitely want to be somebody that got to go. You definitely want to, you got to go, you know, one time for the food, for the excitement, for the, the, really the difference in culture. That's the really interesting thing about New Orleans is that it really is a place that's stuck out of time. 
Like it's it, the city itself is older than the United States. So it existed like before this was even like a full country. So it used to be like a French, like, or like a Spanish, like pirate outpost. Then it became like a French colony. Then it, then it was like a city. Damn. So you have, you have these old ass areas and these old ass neighborhoods that really are like out of this time. Like they're like, you're going back in time and they have the, the oldest bars in North America are still in new Orleans. And, uh, there really is just a lot of history there that's really enriching to be around and to see. And uh, that's the best, that's the one of the best parts about it. I would say that, and just like the freedom of the city, like it really is a free state. You know, I grew up in Maryland where, you know, the cops were on every corner. You had to fucking, you couldn't go to certain places to buy alcohol. You couldn't uh, stay out past a certain time. You know, everything closes in DC at one thirty. you know, everything was just restricted, but then you're in new Orleans. That's a 24 hour, 365, seven days a week city. There's never, it's never shut down. There could be a hurricane going on. That shit is not shut down. You know, it just really <laughs> is that kind of place. We were it collecting really money. Is. Come bring it in. Yeah. yeah. There's waves splashing past your fucking car, but you need a drink to uh, cope with all yeah. this. Come get it from us. That's awesome. Literally. Bro. That, that, that Literally. if nothing, if anything speaks, speaks the name America, the country america what you just told me really gives that up like yeah fuck it natural disasters out here you need a drink you know where to find us that's 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 crazy bro it's not i don't know man i don't feel like people from america or people not from america wouldn't really understand the if i could say significance behind that because you go anywhere else you know that shit like that's unheard of bro any other country any other place outside of the u.s People would probably look at you sideways like, bro, what do you mean? What do you mean there was a liquor store open during a hurricane? You know, you, you're they're probably picturing immediate evacuation, get to shelter, hide, get to safety, whatever. They're like, nah, this happens every other week. We're good with this. We'll be straight. Mm-hmm. And I saw that firsthand, you know, when I went abroad, like I was hanging out with people. And yeah, I mean, people in other countries, they do stay out late. You know, they do have like stuff that goes on pretty late that that's a a distinct feature i would say of like spanish french uh even english culture like the people stay out late when they go out yeah but they do not no place parties as hard as the united states nobody goes all the way nuts out like we do like everybody like people i was i was in the netherlands people there were like drinking beer only like nobody was drinking liquor like going to a bar and ordering like a shot of tequila was like weird like people <laughs> were like what no just get a beer and then like girls would have wine you know they'd have like a white wine and i was just like nah like give me two shots of fucking tequila and like their versions of shots are like jaeger bombs which is like not even a real shot a real shot is a stiff like you know straight liquor shot. yeah straight liquor yeah. nothing else comes with it no you don't get no chaser nothing to mix with this no nah chaser. you're gonna take this shit you're gonna get some hairs on your chest too yeah no chaser no nothing you know and that was really that was really the thing um was uh was i i really realized when i was there like how different our party culture is compared to the rest of the world and how just flooded with drugs this country is like most people in other countries like maybe they've done mushrooms maybe they've smoked weed like most people just drink yeah they don't 
they don't get to just like, and especially a place like New Orleans that is just flush with drugs, especially the college area. You had, you know, 18 year old kids selling cocaine out of their dorms, like, you know, multiple 18 year old kids selling cocaine to their door. Not, not just one, No, you know, (laughs) that was totally, that was totally normal. Totally just by the book. You didn't bat an eye, you know, these were rich kids. They didn't need the money. They just wanted to do Coke for free. So they sold some on the side so that they could have their own personal stash and re up for free. That was literally what they were doing. And, um, it was, uh, it was definitely an experience to be around that and to see, the casualness with which people like were just playing around with very, you know, otherwise dangerous drugs, but also, also the culture of people really looking out for each other in a certain way and not being like, you know, if you've had too much to drink or if you like never once did I see somebody get left, you know, at a bar and face down, you know, or did I see somebody OD because people were giving them too many drugs? Like everybody kind of was like watching the other person being like, yo, did he have too much? Like, we don't want somebody to fucking have to, like, get called out of here by EMS. You know, nobody wanted that. No, that's nuts. Because I've seen that time and time again here, you know, in Michigan. It's like, and you put that the perfect way. It's it's like there's almost no sense of of being, like, caring in in, in in those situations. Like, for me, I'm like, you know, I'm the type of person I go out with no matter who I'm out with, no matter where we are. I'm not the like mm-hmm. heaviest, biggest drinker, but I'm not always that kind of person. Like, let me make sure everybody with me is good and make sure none of my people and my crew are going to have to worry about anything. Whereas I've seen random people. I've seen people just hunched over a fucking bench, hunched over a table, just puking their brains out. Nobody's around them to like, you know, find out if they're OK. Right. How are you? What's going on? Do you need some help? Like none of that. So that's actually like for a state that like you're telling me for specifically for a city that just would be so found or would be so fond on the drinking side on the drug side for them to have that sense of awareness and care for people that i think that's awesome that that should go hand in hand because i don't know if it's maybe the influence of of these things being around so much that you kind of have to be on guard with it but i feel like out here bro you know you, i've seen the shit face of the shit face people and it's just like i've seen people get left and i'm like damn like yeah. you got friends are these are these your friends yeah. do they care about you like you're just yeah. left out here yeah. by yourself by yourself more more like even what's more crazy to me is i've seen it happen to women now i'm not saying anybody should have more protection over the other but honestly in my head my opinion if a woman's out being drunk and a man's out being drunk who's more vulnerable we know it's women bro i mean especially for these weirdos you got out here. So that's all in all, bro. That's fucking awesome that they at least would make sure people were safe in those situations of already being under the influence. So that's, that's fucking awesome. Bro. It makes me want to go more, not, not saying I'm going to yeah. go there and get shit face and be like, Oh, somebody's going to have my back. I'm safe. Now I'm as fucked up as I can be. No, nah. it's just, no. you never know what could happen where you are, especially under the influence of alcohol and, and certain drugs. So that's, that's a little heartwarming I mean- for me. Yeah, I think especially on the tourist beats, like when you're in tourist bars, like people really are looking out, like they're really making sure that tourists aren't going there and, you know, dying from having too much to drink, you know, because a lot of people, that's their first time really getting wild is going to New Orleans, you know, like 
that's like a quintessential thing. Oh, we went for our bachelor party to New Orleans. So people got to watch out, you know, for for people that may not necessarily understand the culture there. It's like you got to pace yourself. You know, you don't want to be asked out at 3 a.m. trying to get EMS to pick your ass up because you can't fucking, you know, you can't see because you just drank yourself blind off some off some moonshine or something. Yeah. You, know, you want to make sure you want to make sure you're uh, you're still good. But hold on, let me let me blow my nose. I'm gonna mute oh, myself. Yeah. yeah, so anybody listening, anybody that's gonna tune in, you guys gotta do it, man. I mean, we've been doing so many shows like this. Me and Adam are getting way more in tune with each other. You guys can hear it yourselves. More topics to come, more different subjects. Just check it out, man. As it is, bro. We got check we got another out. one coming, but we're 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 gonna keep that we're gonna keep that hidden from y'all. Y- y'all are gonna mm-hmm. see what we're coming up with. Yeah, we got something big coming up. Hell yeah. But um yeah, you know, uh I, I gotta say the the last couple of years that I was in New Orleans when I was out of school and I was working on movie sets, like that was definitely the best one of the best times like I had outside of, you know, currently. Currently I'm having a good time in my life, but No, I'm know. glad to hear that, bro. Yeah. I you know, here's my thing, man. It, it's it's a lot different growing up here your whole life because like 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 we've already been saying you know michigan can come off to a michigander to be kind of boring however it may seem but for people who do come here and live here i always end up hearing that like i always ask people i you know i work in uh public sales i work at my grandpa's convenience store so we get all kinds of different people in there and from all over the world that come and stay here and i always end up hearing like the same kind of opinions in michigan like a lot of people just like it they feel good when they're here um they don't ever get bored as like i would or they just i don't know it's something about michigan that keeps people satisfied i guess i could say and i I just love knowing that you know it's my hometown and it's just good to know you know it's the peace man this is such a peaceful place and you know um, the 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 quality of people here really are kind of unmatched. You've got really great, just salt of the earth people that live here that are just down to earth. Like the East Coast, especially where I grew up, man. There's just a lot of the, there is a lot of um, arrogance and just like people stuck up their own asses and like just a lot of you know looking down your nose at people and oh i got more of this i got more of that the michigan people aren't like that man at least the ones i've met in metro detroit are not stuck up at all you know they're very grounded they're very down to earth and um you know for as much as i kind of just said that 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 time uh in new orleans was like one of the best times of my life it was also one of the worst times of my life cuz the stress of living in a city like that and dealing with working crazy hours partying you know, all the, just the riffraff and distractions and just madness, just the absolute madness of it all. And I've talked about it on earlier episodes of my podcast. If anybody wants to go back through the logs and listen to, you know, maybe an episode with me and my friend, Mark Davis, or um, episodes with some of the other people who um, I was in college with at that time, you can get those stories or post-college, you can get those stories. But, you know, coming to a place like Michigan, where it's just peaceful and you can just go and do what you got to do. There ain't too much craziness going on. That was another big problem with LA is that you're living in an open air sanitarium when you live in downtown LA. You're living in an open air asylum filled with crazy people because there's so many homeless people that are just out of their mind, like truly dangerous, like psychotics. 
Yeah. I mean, I even remember, like, I always thought being in Michigan, you know, really, I would say more so in the Detroit area overall, um, you know, you, you see a lot of homeless people, you know, and, you know, I'm not judging anybody. I'm sure life can get tough for anybody. I'm, I'm, I'll never break nobody down saying, oh, you should be able to do this. You should be able to do that. But I will tell you this. Uh, I've been to Miami and Florida a couple of times. And mm-hmm. just to see, like, the even the amount of people there that were homeless really blew my yeah. mind because you had your really secluded areas here in Michigan of where you would see people like mm-hmm. the ghettos, the projects, like whatever you people want to call them, classify them as would really be the only place you would see. But uh, me and some buddies and my little brother, we went to Rolling Loud one time in Miami. And, bro, I mean, we were walking down streets of nice-ass areas. You know, you would see homeless people wherever. The nicest areas, the worst areas, it didn't make a difference. You you would see people. So it kind of speaks for the state itself, I guess, whether or not they have plans and shit to help and take care of their homeless. But I don't know. It was a very weird thing for me to see, man. Like I said, we, we weren't... We weren't taken back by it. We weren't necessarily like worried about it, but it was just weird to see them in these areas for me, at least me personally. No, a lot, a lot of it is the weather, right? Like in a warmer climate, you can be outside for longer so you can kind of live outside. But then a lot of it too is exactly what you said is the States, you know, like places like California and Florida, like they're not really doing, <laughs> sorry, God, I'm oh, you're good. Bless you, bro. Coming down with something. They're not, really, um, they're not really doing anything for for the homeless whereas i feel like in michigan you kind of have to because of the winters are so bad you're gonna have people just die on the street unless you have a shelter unless you have group homes you know unless you have something for these people to go to and yeah um, yeah i'll never forget um what because new orleans kind of has a homeless problem but i remember not too bad but it's it's definitely there but I remember I was driving around with this old guy one time who was like was a native from New Orleans. And he said, you know, you never used to see homeless people in New Orleans. I was like, why is that? He said, because people's families would always take care of them, even if they were like drunks or deadbeats, you know, like they would always like their family would always keep give them a place to stay so that they weren't out on the street. You yeah, know, it was a dignity thing, you know, and uh, that was kind of lost over time. You know, people just stopped giving a fuck. That's kind of what he um sort of was trying to tell me and i was like damn that's that's powerful i, I didn't even think of it like that no I, I and i hate to brand the so-called greatest country on earth with this but i feel as though america is definitely the country that that kind of killed that that dignity for people and and that that uh traditional like stay with your family help your family i, I feel like other countries aren't so quick to jump on that ship but here in america man you you just see it, it's like all about not all about, but a lot of it's about individualism and, and getting right. things on your own and saying to yourself, which depending on the situation, it could be good for people. But in most cases, you know, when you really hear about people's stories and how they had to go do all this on their own, they had no family to help. It's a little sad to hear, especially for me, because I'm not used to that kind of thing. Like, I, I'm used to how my family raised us, all three sides of my family that I have. They're the opposite. Like, they're the quickest to say, you know, if you need some help, if you're in a bind, if something's going wrong, you know, come to me, come ask me. And nine times out of 10, you know, your pride gets in the way. You don't you don't want to actually have to go ask somebody. But I don't know, man. It's it, it's just weird to me to see it. I, I feel like why, why can't you go ask a family member for some help if you need it? I'm not saying go beg. I'm not saying make it a habit, do these things. But I feel like when you get to a point in life where you feel as though you can't go do that, it, it speaks something about about your surroundings your environment it's kind of like 
you should always be able to have someone you can come to for help, depending on the help, of course. You know what I mean? So Absolutely. I don't know. That That's awesome to hear from me that at least at a certain time, mm-hmm. as a general understanding, New Orleans was kind of like, yes, you know, we are we are family oriented here. You can come to me for help. Don't feel like you're on your own. That that's that does a lot for your mental, I feel like. Definitely. And like for as crazy and zany as New Orleans is, I would say people there have a better head on their shoulders in terms of their mental health than a place like LA. And you yeah. would think it would be the other way around because LA is a much richer, much bigger on the, like sort of on the grid type of city. Whereas New Orleans is this sort of small, you know, Southern town, really. You would think, you know, oh, well, LA has all these resources. Maybe, you know, they would be better off mentally, but hell no. Hell no. no. No, I mean, bro, with money comes madness, no matter who you are. And I mean, there's definitely ways to control it. But L.A. being that city where so much money is generated there through any means that they have there, the weed game, Hollywood, business, like whatever it may be, you will all madness will always follow that man in one way or another. I don't care anybody says and I'm not saying money is this all evil, all bad thing. It has has its ways about it for sure. But I just feel like. I'm I'm with you on that, bro. You you would think to the average person who knows about California the way they do through social media, through TV, through radio, through music, whatever, you wouldn't think it's like that. But from any person I've heard that's resided in California, visited multiple times, whatever it may be, I've always heard that, bro. I just heard it's like it's peaceful and as good as it may look, there's just so much madness around the city that it's like I understand you got to have your balances in life, but you it would almost make you not want to visit. But I do. Let, let me say this first of all: I do want to go. I've never been to Cali myself, and it's definitely on my list, high on my list of places I want to go to just to check out. Oh yeah, no, you got to go to Southern California, man. Like I personally like San Diego better than I like LA. Okay. But, you know, um, LA's definitely got tons of shit to see and tons of shit to do, and it's just a dope place, you know, to go and visit for a little while. Um, I definitely would never live there again, but I definitely, you know, experienced something that I cherish. Like it was a cool time and I got to see some cool shit. Um, but you know, it, it wasn't for me ultimately. No, and I'm sure it's always, you know, super dependent upon what you're out there for or what you're doing. Like I have a buddy of mine, he's a few years younger than me. He's, he's a producer from here in Michigan, obviously, is he's one of my best friends' brothers. Shout out my boy Anton. He, from what I see, from what I've talked to him about, he loves it out there. But like I said, it's very, very dependent out there. You know, if, if you're out there on the music scene, you're doing good for yourself. You're doing even decent. Of course, it's gonna be. Of course, it's gonna be good oh, yeah. for you there, man. With the connections, the the possibilities out there, the room for growth, the potential. Of course, that's good. But you know, every everybody ain't out there for that. So it is what it is. You pick and choose. You get what you get. Exactly. Exactly. But yeah, man, you know, um, all these places really just taught me that, you know, and this is such a cliche thing to say, but, you know, people really are the same, man. People want the same things. People are doing the same shit for the same reasons. You know, it really isn't like there's one place or another place that's truly better than the other. Like, I would say I have just as much respect for L.A. as I do for Detroit, and I have just as much respect for Detroit as I do for Maryland, and Maryland the same with New Orleans and Miami, you know, like all these places to me really have that same human element to them that kind of make them equal in my eyes, you know, they don't, none of, no place, no one place sticks out to me as like, oh, this was the place, you know? Yeah, yeah, 100%. 
Yeah. Yeah. That's fucking dope. Um, trying to think, man. What what else do I want to know about the Netherlands, bro? Let, let me give just like, just just like a slight introduction. I know you said you were right. gonna save it for another show. I want just yeah. just slight. Don't slight don't intro. dive too far into it, but I do yeah. want to know about it. Slight intro. All right. Imagine, Dom, that you are a celebrity, that everybody knows everything about you before you say anything to them, and everyone wants to talk to you. Girls love you. People love you. Everywhere you go, it's just smiles and waves, and everybody wants a piece of what you know of, of you. They just want to get close to you. That's what it's like being a Black American in Europe. I knew that's, you were gonna say that, bro. That's fucking that's crazy, dog. <laughs> it sounds like the ideal life, bro. You know what I'm saying? Just you know, c- coming up with the the mind, the mentality that a lot of and I'm not I'm not judging nobody. Again, I'm not picking a certain group out, but the mentality that a lot of Black people have in America. You know, it's, it's, oh, the white man's out to get me. Oh, these people are out to get me. Oh, I'm I'm oppressed. I'm being held back. So to hear that is like the fucking exact opposite. You would think you would think everybody black would want to move to the Netherlands after hearing that. Oh, man. The only thing is, and this is the downside, it's a boring ass place. The Europe, yeah, I've heard that. Europe is boring. Europe is truly boring and it's not home. And there's so many things, so many details I can get into that really will remind you that it's not your home, that you're not from there, you know, even if you're in a place, because everybody in the Netherlands speaks English. That's why I went there. Like that's yeah. the language that everybody learns in school. So it's very easy to get around and to talk to people. But, you know, that it, it shows you how quickly um, you run into cultural differences when you're someplace that's that far away. And it shows you like how uncomfortable that can be when you're there for a long period of time. Like I was there for six and a half, seven months. So I really, I really had to learn, you know, I really had to live and learn. And, uh, but man, nothing beats being black in Europe. I'll tell you that much. God damn it. But yeah, we're we're at 30 minutes. My fucking nose is exploding right now. Okay. Uh, Okay, bro. But let's, uh, next, next episode, we'll wrap that up and then I'll interview you, man. Hell yeah, bro. I'm down. Awesome. Awesome. All right, guys. This was the sit down with Dom and me. And uh, sorry for my allergies or whatever the fuck is going on with me right now. But hopefully it won't be like that next episode. All right, guys. Hell yeah. And we're back. Welcome to the second part of the Sit Down Podcast interview series. This is As It Is, the podcast. I am Adam, your host. And again, I'm here with Dom. And guess what? We're switching roles this time. So in the first half, you heard Dom interview me. Guess what's going to happen now? I'm going to interview Dom. So Dom, it's great to have you on. Uh, I'm really excited. Pleasure to be here. Always, always. So one thing I usually say to Allie that she thinks is funny is that I am so jealous of people who got to stay in one place and really know that place and like make it their home. (laughs) And I know Warren apparently isn't like the coolest place ever, even though I think it's cool. I think Warren is. Yeah, exactly. I think Warren is just from the little I've seen of it is authentic. It's interesting. 
it's not the best. It's not my favorite place to drive. No, but, hell no. Definitely not that. I'm with you on that. Yeah, definitely not my favorite place to drive. But it it looks like interestingly industrial, but it's not Detroit. So it's not quite a city, but it's not quite a suburb. It's like that right in between. You're still in the metro area. It feels metro feels like you're still in a metropolis. Yeah. You know, but it's oh, yeah. not Detroit, Detroit. So I want you to take me through Warren from your eyes. And I want to experience Warren on the ground. Uh, so just talk to me about, first of all, I know you or your family's owned a business in Warren for, you said, 40 years. Uh, that's the, is uh, it a liquor store? Oak Park, or? actually. Oh, oh no, that's Oak sorry. Park that's an Oak Park. That's yeah, an Oak no, Park. you're good. No, I, but I've been <laughs> in Warren here. I, I can tell you, like, I've been Warren for the last 25 years now, since I was three. I'm 28 now. I, I mean, I love it, bro. I, I've been in plenty of other cities, just, just you know, experiencing life. Family members that live in different kinds of cities, more expensive cities, if you would, uh, lower down cities, all around. And I just, Warren's perfect, man. Like, it's just every everything I could want is around here. It's not dangerous. Obviously, anywhere you are, the further south you go, it gets dangerous. But in Warren, it doesn't really seem, at least to me, what I've seen, experienced, heard, done it all. It doesn't it doesn't have that sense of danger to it in in a good way? Not that you would want that anywhere else, but it's always been good, man. Like even even as a kid, I feel like we didn't travel too far outside of our borders of where we could in Warren. But at the same time, it always felt like this vast adventure we were going on. Me and the kids that living on my street. Anytime my cousins would come over and spend the night, friends that didn't necessarily live here, all all the above. It was just we had so much fun, man. Like I live right by these uh lexington townhouses which to me we couldn't have lived in a better place because so many of my friends in school lived within walking distance from us you know what i mean so right and i like i like what you said about how warren still felt like the metropolitan area while not being the exact same as detroit like that's that's literally hitting the nail on the head right there because although it's industrialized you know you see a lot of factories out here a lot of the uh plants for the big three are here in Warren. There's a lot of like shit like that. But at the same time, it's like, it's not too crowded. It's not too flooded. Like you have your heavily popular or heavily populated areas, like your downtown Detroit's, uh, your Ferndale's, your Royal Oaks, all these other places where, you know, you can go walk around. There's always people. Whereas as populated as Warren is, it's not like that in a good way. You don't have that sense of like irritation, if you would, that most people would get or, or like, like clutter, I guess I should say. Right. You walk around. You're not walking past too many people. Um, driving is one of those kind of things, though. Whereas, because I live right off of Eleven and Van Dyke. Now, for a lot of people that don't know, Eleven and Van Dyke, if I'm not mistaken, was rated not only, I think it was the busiest intersection in Michigan, it's also the most dangerous intersection in Michigan. Yeah, with it with it crossing six nine with crossing through six ninety six, coming through there, and then you got Van Dyke, which is one of the busiest roads. You can take a drive from where I live at eleven to Van Dyke down to, let me think, eighteen in Van Dyke, even further past that. And bro, there's like any kind of establishment you can think of, you will pass on that short drive, that short seven mile drive. It, it's it's absolutely insane, bro. You got everything: your WalMarts. Myers, your restaurants, your dispensaries, Menards, home goods, play, like any kind of thing you could think, all the way down that little strip you will run into and come in contact with. 
And I think that's that's a good thing. It's not too far yeah. of a drive. Like I've been in other cities, bro, and it's like you kind of got to take a little stroll down to get to some of these places. You know what I mean? It's yeah. not just a oh here drive seven minutes this way, drive ten minutes this way, you're here. But to me, I I don't know. I feel like I live in a perfect area in terms of transportation and wanting things. Honestly, dude, I I totally noticed that something about Warren loves the strip mall, the ability yeah. for there to be like. Yeah five businesses on like one like long road whereas where i grew up the way it was situated was there were these things called village centers so every village every smaller part of the town was cut up into what was called villages and inside of every village there was a village center which had it's basically a strip mall but it was circular and there would be you know barbershop grocery store you know home good appliance store uh a gas station maybe a restaurant or two and then like a pizza place or something. So seeing that kind of be flattened out and worn to just these long roads that seem to go on uh, is a really interesting thing from my perspective. But I think for you, you're, and you're right. It is, it is just convenient and it is just like, even though the streets itself can be busy, it does allow you to, to live somewhat close to major resources, you know, no matter where you are. So it's uh yeah. it's pretty cool. And it's, it's definitely cool. always been like that. Like 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 you said, what you call the village center. It's actually funny because almost if you if you go through any of these strip malls, even still to this day, you know, the the test of time, obviously we've we've seen certain things go away with that. Like I don't see as many barbershops as I used to and certain right. kinds of establishments definitely faded away. But it's funny that you call it a village center because like all these strip malls, uh, at least the majority of them that I'm familiar with and are so close to home to me, they're all some kind of center that, that yeah, all center. their names. That's what they all say literally. And it's every little thing you named is exactly what you will find in them. Like there's one literally within walking distance of me, right? Uh -huh. I go to this center and it's not the busiest one, but you have a, here's what's within the center. There is a dollar store. There was a restaurant there. There is a, uh, beauty supply there. There is a clinic there, and we've seen numerous uh, establishments go in and out of this one center. There used to be a Dunham's over there, kind of faded away. They moved the Dunham's up a few miles uh, south and east of it, I think, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, south and east. Um, and then right at the edge of where you would meet to Van Dyke, bordering this other street called Martin. There's a gas, there's a gas station right there. You go a little bit further south. There's another, there's a Circle K, there's an Arby's, there's a McDonald's, a Dunkin' Donuts. Then you go on the opposite side of Van Dyke, you have another 24-hour gas station that also sells liquor. There's like three to four, maybe even five restaurants within the stretch of like a quarter of a mile, just all right in that area. So, I mean, like you said, convenience is definitely the stamp I would put on that. But I've seen yeah. many things come and go from here, too. There, there's a few things that aren't necessarily within the small, short drive of it. But it, it, it's enough. It's enough to be happy with and enough to get you by, definitely. Yeah. So I guess my, my next question would be, like, the people, the people of Warren. What did you notice growing up in high school? What did you notice after high school? Like, what are the people like, and are they different from, say, Detroit people or Hamtramck people or people from Ann Arbor or whatever? Like, is there a specific type of person that's from Warren? 
now okay from my experience at least within the area that i you know i reside in the people do seem nicer and let me not say that with only limiting that to like the area that i live at and i've traveled to but like from my whole all my years growing up like even even as a kid where you're more vulnerable to the outside world as opposed to now that i'm adult an adult and i know what to look out for and be wary of like we never really had to worry about like weirdos like people trying to snatch us up or crazy people i i do have one specific story as a kid of coming across somebody like that but outside of that i, I would definitely say like the people i know and th again this is because i'm not in south warren or i wouldn't consider it south warren at least from where i live People are humble over here, man. Like even this, even this gas station up here that I that I just mentioned. Like, I've talked to numerous people in there, and they they seem like real down to earth people. They're they're humble working people all the time that I come across. They're real cool. Nobody's bougie. Nobody's snotty. Like too good for their own will. Like just, I I like these people, from what I've seen. Now you compare it to somewhere like, like compared to like a Hazel Park. Oh. I, I've, I don't really go in Hazel Park too often. I don't really have any of my my buddies that live in Hazel Park or any reason to ever be there. But the times that I have, I've come across, I've come across plenty of rude people, bro. Just impatience, uh, people who, you know, sorry to say this, Hazel Park, but uh, people who don't seem like they use their brain as much as they should be. <laughs> I come across over there, you know, whether it be for whatever reason, driving, walking to these restaurants, hearing how they talk, all these kind of things. Um. I think all around, you'll get a good mix of people in Warren with it being, if I'm not mistaken, I think Warren is the second or third largest city in Michigan. I think, uh, shouts out to Allie, my girlfriend, she told me it is the second largest city. Second largest. And, and most people, um, I, correct me if I'm wrong on this, most people think, I think Detroit is, I wanted to, I always thought as a kid, Detroit was the biggest city in Michigan, but I think I'm wrong. I want to say for some reason, I found out in recent years, I think Flint is bigger and I could Flint, be wrong. Maybe by, maybe by area, yeah. maybe by like actual how big it is, but I'm pretty sure Detroit is the, like the most populous city, even though yeah, it's lost a lot of its populated. population. Yeah. 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 And I think Warren is, is second by that metric as well, by population. Yep. It's the second most crowded place besides Detroit. No, and you can but, definitely yeah. see why. I mean, I mean, obviously, yeah. anywhere that's heavily populated, you will see more businesses uh, thriving. Not even thriving, just being open, being stagnant, just being there. Like, there's, I'm telling you, bro, like, this this specific gas station I mentioned, the McDonald's by me, the Arby's by me, like, these are all things that were here before i've ever moved here and like i said 25 years i know mcdonald's obviously is a place that would stick around everybody <laughs> goes to mcdonald's but I, I like to see the familiarity that i see over here because not too much at least to my view has changed drastically like a lot of stuff is the same and i kind of feel like that's a good thing to me and in, in, in my heart it, it's calming like, I'm not saying yeah. things changing are necessarily bad, but it, it's cool to see the things I've been seeing these last two years, still see a lot of these same people, a lot of these same things. I, I like it, honestly. See, that's what I'm jealous of, is the calming effect of everything being what you know, you know? Yeah, it even the places, Even the places that I've lived and I'll go back to have changed, you know, like... The Howard County I grew up in is not necessarily the Howard County, Maryland that exists today. 
Yeah. You know, it, it's not all different, but it's certainly markedly different in a lot of ways. So to be able to have a place where it's reliable, you know, it's going to be that place is such a great feeling. And I, I'm really envious of it. I'm just like, damn, I wish I had a hometown like all these people do. Hell yeah, yeah. bro. Yeah. So uh, tell me about the store that I know that's in Oak Park, but yes, the family establishment. Yeah, it's been and it has been. So to anybody that's going to hear this, if you're an Oak Park native, there's no way you've been in Oak Park for the last five years and haven't at least heard mention of the store. The store is actually named Paris, P-A-I-R-S. Now, don't ask me why it's named that all these years. I've never asked my grandpa, who was the <laughs> owner, where the name came from, how it came about. I never asked him myself. But, bro, I'm telling you, like, I would never just praise this store off the sole fact that it's my family's store or that I work there. But it, it's all around outside of not having liquor or gas. It's, it's the best store, bro. It's the best store on earth to me. Yes, I have some bias there. Yes, I'm not afraid to admit that. But it is, bro. It's like, just, I, I've been to so many other stores in my life, gas stations, liquor stores, convenience stores, anything else. Um, At least in the mom and pop aspect, we come second to none, I would say. Like, we've, my grandpa's owned the store since 84. So that's, wow. what, 38 years now he's had this store. Um, It's right on Nine Mile in Wyoming. That's the address of 9,000 West Nine Miles. So if you guys haven't heard of it and are interested in going and checking this out, check it out. Come, come swing by. Come ask for me. My name is Dom. I'm, I'm in there six days a week. You guys will meet me. You'll get a little taste, a little lick of my personality, which I think comes to like. But most people, I mean, let me tell you this. Let me tell you my summary, my opinion of the store through through customers' eyes and other customers' experience and, and to show what sets us apart. Now, my normal viewing of walking into a store party store whatever you have the obvious things that all stores are gonna have you got your food items which fall under you know like your candy your chips cookies your snacks your junk food items all that comes with it then you got your drinks you know your waters beer pop juices all those things that fall under there the one thing that i've always noticed that was so much different especially compared to other places and this was at a time where you know i was still a kid and this was even before me Bro, we used to sell authentic sports jerseys in this store. I'm talking basketball jerseys, football jerseys, baseball. We used That's to sell shoes out of it. Bro, and it, it, it's crazy because even still to this day, as many different stores that would fall under the category that ours do, I've never seen one that even still to this day has ever sold these types of things. I'm not saying it's one of a kind, like we were the only one. I'm sure other places have, but... Maybe not at this it. scale. See, see, and you're yeah. from a completely different state. You've been living in different states. So I like to know and hear that because it's something that, you know, sets us apart a little bit. So uh, aside so from that, cool. man, we used to, and this was at a time where I wasn't going in there as much as a kid. I mean, bro, we, we used to sell like shoes out of there. We used to sell K-Swiss out of there. Fila yeah. flip-flops, like all this shit. And even still to this day, we still new era fitted in snapback caps and michelin oh, which people like i'm telling you bro i've had hundreds and hundreds of people come into the store while working there while not working to tell me man you know i gotta come down to pairs and come get fresh bro I, I gotta come get me my outfit my jogging suit my hat i can get everything in here besides some shoes and i don't really need that so it, it's kind of like it, it's warming at the heart to hear these things because obviously most 
the average consumer goes into a store for the basic general wants cigarettes, right. beer, your lotto. Not too too much outside of that. You know what I mean? Like like yeah. there's never too many things that'll specifically keep you coming in there or have you talking about our store that any other store wouldn't have besides those things I just recently mentioned. So to know people think of us in that in that kind of sense, it, it was always a good thing to know. Like we had good loyal people coming into our store for specific needs and wants. So I don't That's know, awesome. man. Like, I, I would love for you to come check it out. Uh, definitely. You and Allie. I know Allie's never been there. Um, definitely. Should definitely come check us out. And you will see, like, even how we have our store set up, it's not the, it's not too different from a lot of other stores, but it, it's, it's the atmosphere in there. It's it's the people we have working there. It's the people that come in there. It's, it's like, as a whole, it really brings the store together and keeps it, like, keeps it like if you would with his foot on the ground like we ain't going nowhere and and that really is saying something in the area that we're at because i'm telling you bro like every single like on nine mile from the stretch of woodward to coolidge which is only a one mile stretch okay there's about 10 to maybe 15 other stores in this area every single other store there has liquor or gas every single other one we are the only ones there that don't now that's oh. due to the city regulations of Oak Park, but uh, I'm telling you, bro. Like we we've had people come and talk to us about all these other stores, and none of them quite get the reputation that we do. At least from what I've heard, and I've heard numerous people. So, yeah, come check us out, guys. Definitely come do that. We appreciate it, guys. business. Check out Pears in Oak Park. It's right there. But yeah, man. Um, uh, I I really have come to enjoy Michigan in a way that I never thought I would. And uh, just being able to see different parts of it, being able to compare the people has been a really interesting thing. So I've been to like Western Michigan and I've seen like, you know, Grand Rapids, East Lansing, all that stuff. Mm -hmm. Where for you is like the most remote part of Michigan? Where have you been? <sighs> so I've 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 been a little bit around Michigan. Um, I've had, I cannot think off the top of my head what city it is. But I, one of my buddies, um, his family, they actually owned this. It's like way, it's like a four and a half, almost five hour drive up north. I gotta remember where, so I can come back to and let people know. His family back in the day owned this spot that was a badass bed and breakfast. Shout out my my boy Mike. Shout out my boy Adam. Shout out the Lyles family. They have a, a their their parents have a good sized family with their siblings and they used to own this badass bed and breakfast up there, bro. Oh, and, uh, yeah, man, it's, this was, this was years ago though. Like before, like we would have been born when his, his, his parents, their siblings, like are the ones that owned it. It's actually nicknamed the Bambi now. And at the time, as time progressed, you know, the bed and breakfast thing probably just didn't work out. So they ended up still owning the property, owning the land. And it was kind of shared amongst their siblings. And, at times, they would go up there with their family, maybe some friends, go up there, stay up there for the weekend, maybe a week. I actually had the luxury of being invited up there one time when it was just us friends. And, bro, this place is just beautiful. It's big. It's like an eight to nine bedroom place or maybe six bedrooms, but it can it can sleep like I think we had close to 20 people when we went and it perfectly wow. slept all of us without anybody being cramped. Nobody had to like get the shit out of the sick and sleep on the ground. Um, wow. We all went out there one time, bro. Big, It's on a big piece of land, and it's not... It's like how up north is, you know, each home. 
each residence isn't isn't close to another one. Like you have a good plot of land where you're not by anybody else. And then we went out and seen um, they have this like little I don't want to call it a resort, but they have this little like lazy river thing out there where you go to this this place. You rent out tubes, and it's like you can choose the long path or the short path. The long path is like, if I'm not mistaken, it was like a three-hour trip on the water in your tube, which we accidentally traveled down. <laughs> this one time, it was actually had a funny story. The water was fucking freezing this day. Nice weather outside, but the water yeah. was absolutely freezing. We all went out, brought our drinks. We had a little waterproof speaker. We were out there getting drunk on the water, just having a lot of fun. So that's one of the places that I really liked a lot. But outside of that. Remote areas, let me don't let me sound cliche, bro. I love the downtown Detroit area. Like I yeah. could literally go out there, park somewhere that I you know of, and I could literally just go down there and just walk around and have a good ass time. There's there's absolutely nothing you cannot find out there. Where yeah. you got your casinos, your bars, your clubs, your restaurants. Like Detroit is home to to for me some of the best food places i've ever been to in my life yo ever. i second like, that like, i second yeah. that people sleep on the food in detroit bro people Big sleep time. on it it is it is definitely a food city it is definitely a city where you can find unique food food that you yes. only get here and it's and it's not expensive it's not going to kill you i mean there's newer spots now that have opened up that are meant to be expensive and if you want to drop that kind of bread go ahead but there's so many historical restaurants that you're not going to drop an arm and a leg. You're going to get a good meal for a good price. You know, it's it's really something. Yeah, 100 percent, man. And like one of the things that's definitely home, definitely native to Detroit specifically, where I know a lot of people who come from other states, other visiting cities, wherever it may be, is the Coney Islands, bro. No, yeah. I wasn't I, so, like these explain days. What a, explain what a Coney Island, Island is, because we have a lot of people who who, who are who wouldn't know. Now, some of these things to you guys listening, you know, you guys aren't going to be too familiar with these, but a Coney Island is like you're kind of all around American diner. Now, their menu doesn't get too crazy. It's not an out of the box kind of menu style, but you go to these places, you try this food, you will love it. Now, Coney Island, if you guys have ever heard the nickname a Coney dog, that's us. That comes from us. It is basically a hot dog. You throw chili on that boy, some onions and numerous other toppings that you can have added over. And then as your side, you get some fries and chili cheese fries. You get chili and cheese tossed on top of your fries, a fountain pop. Me, preferably, I like a Coke with mine, maybe sometimes a Sprite. You can obviously get whatever you want. People love it. It is such a good food. I know people are wary about hot dogs, especially with in these last 10 years, people are coming to find out what hot dogs are made out of. Hey, go try you a Coney dog. Get you a Verner's with it, which is also a Detroit home Hell native yeah. thing. Go get you that. Try it out. There's no way you're going to come back to me and tell me you didn't like it. Coney's also, they're very, uh, very well known. You know, it's like well known for like your chicken strip meals. They have this uh, sandwich called a honey. Now, I don't know if honey is a Michigan thing only, but a honey is a chicken sandwich with numerous toppings that I'm sure a lot of other chicken sandwiches will come on, but it's mainly done as a wrap. It's not a sandwich with a bun of any sort. It's usually wrapped in a pita or um, I can't think of the name, the type of the name of bread, but uh, the bread that like, you would find at like, like a Greek restaurant, it's similar to a pita, but it's a little thicker. It's a little heavier, better in my opinion. Go, go get a honey as well. There's numerous ones. You get buffalo honeys, Southwest honeys, barbecue chicken ones, 
all these different kinds, man. Like you can't go wrong with it at all. Yeah, I second that. I mean, there's just so much great diner food out here. It's uh, it's really something, and this is really like the place where the American diner thrive. Like you yes. can feel it, you know. <laughs> and I think uh, a lot of people when they hear Coney Island, they think of New York because that's where Coney Island is. But really, there's more Coney Islands in Michigan than there is in New York. You know, there's only one Coney Island over there. Over here, there's a Coney Island on every street. So isn't, you know, uh, isn't I don't know if it's the one in New York. Isn't there a Coney Island that's like I don't know if it still is, but used to be like an amusement park. Uh, well, there's a um, there's like a carousel, and uh, there's like a a little amusement park area on that island. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I thought so because I remember like as a kid remembering like Coney Island to me I only do it to be a restaurant and then as I got a little older uh, I'm hearing people talk about you've been to Coney Island I'm like yeah who hasn't bro <laughs> restaurant you know and they're like no not that one the other one they got like a carousel there's like carnival rides here I'm like whoa I'm like have I been getting lied to my whole fucking life I'm like ain't no Coney Island I ever been to had any of these types of things so yeah man that, that was kind of cool to stumble upon yeah, man. So uh, where else have you been outside of have you, you've been outside of Michigan, right? I have been outside of Michigan. Yeah, I've um, it's kind of a small list for me. And I'm sure these will sound like the basic places to most people. I've been to Florida a couple times. I've obviously I mean, if you're if you live in Michigan, there's probably almost nobody in Michigan who hasn't been to Ohio due to Cedar Point. Sorry, Ohio. <laughs> You guys kind of suck. You guys should already know this coming from a Michigander like myself. Not much to do out there outside of that, but I give you guys your props for Cedar Point. Cedar Point definitely holds y'all together. That's the glue y'all needed. Um, <laughs> and then aside from that, I've only been to Tennessee. I mean, I've oh. driven through other states on the way to Florida. Yeah. Didn't really stop long enough to say it was a trip there, but I'll be honest with you. Tennessee was an awesome trip. I actually took... I'm not mistaken. It was last year, I think. Yes, it was last year, actually, because let me tell you this. I got a couple of my buddies, my, my, my Lyle's brethren. They actually are in a band. So part of the reason we went on the trip was if people aren't familiar with Tennessee, Tennessee is home to a lot, a lot of music that was groundbreaking and, and like that in stone like if you go to tennessee all you're gonna the main thing you're gonna see out there is just all music inspired music friendly you know what i mean so we actually took this little three-day trip out there we had a gang of eight of us or seven seven or eight i don't know what it was um we just went out there man like a lot of us hadn't been on vacation in a while we've all never been to tennessee we wanted to go check some stuff out see how it was we had a blast bro we rented out this little uh airbnb we went, we drove, you know, we, we rented a car. We all drove, went down there. We went to try like Nashville hot chicken, which was fucking amazing. I loved it, bro. Like yeah. after that, after having that, I just, I was craving it so much. We went and uh, checked out this little music spot where live music was being played. It was like that slash bar slash restaurant. And the atmosphere there was like, I don't know, man. Like it, it, like, it seemed like. Everybody was so like lively. Everybody was so like into what you were there to do. It was just it was fucking awesome to see. Like I, I don't know, man. I've been to places here like that, and it, it doesn't it didn't seem like it. It kind of hit the same way that it did there. And I, like I said, I know their staple is music, so of course people are gonna be more in tune with that. But it it was awesome to see that. And then one other thing I wanted to point out about Tennessee 
from what we've seen was like how friendly the people were there. Now, mm-hmm. Michigan has its areas where people can be friendly, but it's a different type of friendly here and anywhere else. Here it's kind of like, hey, I'm going to tell you about yourself. I'm going to talk some little shit to you, but we cool. Over there, like, bro, I'm walking down the street. Like I said, never don't know anybody here but my friends. Walking down the street, people are just randomly saying hi to you. How are you? Uh, what's going on? Like, and not in right. no weird type of way. Like, if somebody over here in Michigan, if I'm walking down the street somewhere and yeah. somebody does that, I might be like, I might take a step to the side and kind of look at this person. And I got what? my second thoughts, like, hey, man, you you want to try something? Like, what's, <laughs> what, what do you mean? What do you mean? How am I? You know, you You're almost right. seem like you almost come off as an asshole with it because of how you got to be out here. But there it was like, I did not feel that at all. Even the first day I was there, which was crazy to me. That's cool. That's that's yeah, that's very similar to New Orleans. And a lot of people have told me that Nashville and New Orleans are very similar. Uh, so especially with the music scene and all that stuff. So it really that kind of gave me some like, oh, yeah, some memories of Louisiana and how people are super nice over there also. So that's cool. I like how that that kind of dovetailed a little bit at the end there. So yeah. we're at 30 minutes. Um, was there anything else you wanted to talk about or say? Let me think, man. Off the top of my head, no. Um, outside of definitely check out the places that I, I mentioned. Definitely go to Tennessee, you guys. If you've ever wondered or had the thought to go, definitely make that trip out there. Even if it's for a few days, you will get to experience and take in a lot of different things if you're from Michigan that you wouldn't necessarily get to get from here. Um, definitely come check us out at Paris again. You know, I'm trying to put on for my family, put them shout outs out there. You guys come check us out. We're awesome. We love our customers. We love people. You'll have a good experience there. And outside of that, man, just, you know, I hope everybody's doing good. I hope everybody's having a great day today. I know I am. I hope you are my brother, you know, outside of that, not too much, man. So we got Thanksgiving coming up. I want to do one more episode before Thanksgiving. We got to give them a blast, man. We got to give them something to listen to that's going to be really great for that for that holiday because i uh last year had a really good thanksgiving episode and i think the year before that i had like a big podcast with a bunch of my friends on for uh, thanksgiving and new year so i want to either do something like that where we get a bunch of people on you could maybe see if donovan wants to come on i could bring brady on let's just try to pile people in here let's get a party chat going let's get it crazy you know you can have some drinks if you need to we're going to just turn up the energy on that next episode sure. yeah absolutely, so bro i'm down for that absolutely get ready for that guys next episode is going to be the thanksgiving episode if you enjoyed this one please go back in our catalog and listen to us also please subscribe if you haven't already uh we will be on spotify very soon so if you're listening to this on apple podcast or through the website just know that we'll be able to you'll be able to find us on spotify quite soon so uh thank you so much for listening and this has been another episode of as it is have a good one god bless See you guys.